Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. At what point does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. You can you can yeah. cut it off there. That's uh, wow. Whoa, what? <laughs> That's so the administration's out doing a big push today, apparently, to try to like reset on the whole COVID thing because they're getting killed on it. And Biden just gave a uh, a little news conference thing, answered something. Well, it wasn't a news conference. Whoa, easy. He doesn't do that. No, um, certainly not. He just gave a little speech, and we'll have some highlights of that. But here's this is from uh, I think CBS today, uh, NBC, the Today Show. Here's the quote. Ben Shapiro put this out, so this is good stuff. Here's the exact direct quote. Kamala's answer to what he said. It's time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Who's with me? (laughs) Oh, my God! That is so nonsensical. That's hilarious. She's terrible. It is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day that's the vice president of the united states if you don't recognize the voice kamala harris was she was is she attractive enough that that worked her whole life how did she climb the ladder she way she did with her skill set that 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 is now on display she was a friend of the very very powerful in the nation's most populous state she was the lover of the most powerful guy in the state she checks several important demographic boxes I'm told, you know, she's reasonably bright. She's the, uh, the, the offspring of a couple of college professors. Never mind the whole downtrodden, I was that little girl thing. Okay. When, when is that on display? I, on the I other been, hand, I've been going with that all along too. She's obviously smart because blank, 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 blank. Where, where's, where's my evidence for that? When is that on display? Well, I will just tell you this. She was the chief law enforcement officer for the state of California for quite some time. I happen to have friends in law enforcement in California who told me, dude, listen to me. She's not very smart. She comes <laughs> off as dumb. Okay, so my People radar. have had multiple meetings with her say she just comes off as a dope. How do you climb the ladder like that? Well, you just explained the first part of it at least. But all the way up to vice president, heartbeat away from the oldest heart we've ever had in the presidency. And you say things like, and she says stuff like this all the freaking time. It's time for us to do what we've been doing, and that time is every day. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Or when well, it's not that charming and musical voice of hers. Or, <laughs> or when you're pressed on, uh, you haven't been to the border yet. You say, well, I haven't been to Europe either, so what's your <laughs> point? <laughs> what? <laughs> and the weird, nervous laugh when she doesn't know what else to say. <laughs> well, explain this to me. You're asking, how did she rise up? All right, let's take a look at the last chunk of rising. After she gets hurled out of the Democratic primary, which I will remind you, included Beto O'Rourke and that weird motivational speaker lady whose name I don't recall. Andrew Yang was a compelling character, no doubt. But, I mean, in that that that, that zoo of, of halfwits, she gets tossed out early. I mean 
early. Can't get 1%. Drops out before they caucus in Iowa. Then all of a sudden, she's the vice president. Explain that to me. You explain that. You've explained her entire rise. You know, I was reading some Ecclesiastes last night and uh, some uh, very smart people talking about that. That's a book of the Bible. That's where uh, this stuff comes from. The Bible! The race does not always go to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge. You just have to accept that sometimes things like this happen. Somebody who's a dullard like her with no skill set ends up as vice president. Right. Come on now. And somebody who's good and smart, you can't get a break. That's just, people have been asking this question as long as human beings have existed. So just get used to it. Some of the best among us will drop dead of cancer at 45 and evil dictators live to 90. That's what the Bible is trying to tell us. Look, you just got to deal with it. Yeah. It it, it is. Yeah. You'll never know. So stop worrying about it. Eat, drink, and be merry. Also from Ecclesiastes. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's got more of a party edge than I'd remembered. (laughs) That's the way some interpret it. That's not really the point, I don't think, but... And enjoy, just enjoy the daily little things in life, because the big stuff, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason. It'll drive you crazy. Hmm. Enjoy a sunset. Enjoy the time with your kids today. If you're having a good moment right now, really be in that moment, because the, the big, why, why, why do bad things keep happening to me, or why do good, th- you know, all that sort of stuff, you're never going to get there. It's Ooh. beyond your comprehension. Yep, exactly. Wow, so does the book of Ecclesiastes say anything about, say, I don't know, dry January? Because I'm 13 <laughs> days in, I'm starting to get a little twitchy. I was just thinking, so this weekend will be the halfway point for dry January. Uh, I feel like, just based on uh, anecdotal evidence, that people are more successful with that than they are their vow to go to the gym every day or you know, stop eating sweets or a variety of other things. For some reason, people can do dry January, not the other things. Of course, I think it's because it's, it's pretty much binary. You're, you're either drinking or you're not. Mm. Although, Judy and I, we got a, uh, a night, the Saturday night, with some friends. And it's the sort of night where it really... You're going to eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, it would generally in, involve a glass of wine. So you we're mean, talking about cheating for one night. And you could jump in. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. so you're going to cheat. And you can say to people, hey, well, don't look at me like that. Have you ever read Ecclesiastes? Huh? You heathen? Right. God right. said, though, I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. Or you I'm just, just drunk. Or you just break the wine glass and stab them with the stem. That's another option. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know. And I said, well, you know, we could just cheat for a night. I, she actually brought it up. My wife did. Don't look at me. I said, we could cheat for one night, or we could move into, uh, you know, a dry Sunday night through Thursday night or huh? something. Where well, are you, you get about? to set the rules. All right. Right. I really wanted to make two weeks. What's two weeks? If you want though? to abandon your heartfelt pledge from a couple of weeks ago, that's, that's I do. completely up to you. I really do. Uh, well, wait a second. I yeah. absolutely do. Well, Saturday is the 15th, so if I go to, like, nighttime on the 15th, that's two weeks. That's pretty good. Anyway. <laughs> that's pretty good. We around here thought January 6th, last year, was ugly. It was brutal in a lot of ways. It was stupid in a lot of ways. All right? That hurts your feelings. Sorry. On the other hand, it was not an insurrection, and it was not really history changing marco rubio just got up and gave a speech that was pretty damned funny making the point i want to hit you with a couple more quotes from glenn glenn greenwald once again at least 50 percent of the time i call him glenn greenwald which is not a mocking asian accent that's just my incompetence 
Uh, his headline is, The histrionics and melodrama around 1-6 are laughable, but they serve several key purposes. Why did certain media outlets and politicians try to convince us over and over and over again that 1-6 was as bad, as the half-wit Kamala Harris put it, as bad as Pearl Harbor? And 9-11. What were they trying to accomplish? Well, they were trying to accomplish something. We'll tell you more about that coming up. It is time for us to yes. do what we have been doing, and that Which time is it? every day. Wh- what? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Next week, we'll announce, we'll announce how we are making high-quality masks available to American people, the American people, for free. I, you know, I, I know we all wish that we could finally be done with wearing masks. I get it. But they're, they're a really important tool to stop the spread, especially of a highly transmittable Omicron variant. So please, please wear the mask. Man, he sounds so old. Yeah, I think I know why that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody's going to get the GD Omicron moving yeah, along. We are, and I'll move on from this, but how it's not a bigger scandal that we're two years into this and we don't have tests available everywhere and masks available everywhere, the high-quality masks. I mean, it's just astounding. It's strange, too. I'd like to know more about it. I mean, the the FDA and the masks, I get how the mid-level bureaucrats screw up everything. But I'm sorry, the tests. But masks, I mean, you can manufacture those fairly easily, and you'd think the free market would have dealt with it. But anyway, I don't want to get too far down that road. So that was the current guy, old man Biden. Previous guy, you may remember, was the fellow from The Apprentice, Donald Trump. Um, and Jack, you mentioned this to me kind of in an offhand way off the air, but uh, Ann Coulter yesterday tweeted, Trump is demanding no Ron DeSantis booster status, and I can now reveal it. He was a loyal booster when Trump ran in 2016, but then he learned our president was a liar and con man whose grift was permanent. I hope that clears things up. So I hadn't realized that Ann was on the Trump is thrown out of Trump world yeah. bandwagon. Not Trumpy enough, I get. I don't know. That's so odd. So odd. Mm. Anyway, um, read to you part of a very, very brief excerpt from Glenn Greenwald's piece, The Histrionics and Melodrama Around 1-6 Are Laughable, But They Serve Several Key Purposes. And he makes the point that it was a three-hour riot that killed almost nobody, except that poor Ashley Babbitt woman. Injured a few. There were some old sick people who had heart attacks, and that's no joke. Uh, it was ugly. And as we've said a million times on this show, somebody claiming to be conservative, beating a cop with a flagpole, you are no friend of mine. You are no, no. brother of mine. I don't condemn, you're condone that for a minute. Freaking lunatic. And also, you're, you're just, you're unwilling to confront reality if you're saying it was all uh, Antifa and the FBI. You're wrong. You're a crackpot. Wake up and smell the obvious reality that on every side of the political spectrum are people who take things too far and they're violent and angry or they get swept up in the moment. And yes, of course, the people who are just peacefully rallying and then wandered through the Capitol, they shouldn't be held in prison or persecuted or the rest of it. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, Glenn Greenwald makes a point that uh, part of it's just a giant media promotion. 
Um, uh, 1-6 was CNN's most watched day in its history. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. And they are desperate to recapture the magic of that fun day. So that was true of a lot of media. They had enormous numbers on that day. God, so that, that's, that's kind of, of funny. Excuse me. I, my water went down the wrong pipe. I don't have Omicron. I don't think. We're in the uh, ratings business. And we've had these experiences before where where we have, like, really good ratings. And, you know, the boss will say, so we need to do that again. And we'll think, yeah, so we need another giant terrorist attack that the whole world pays attention to. So, yeah, that would be handy because it was good for ratings. I mean, CNN was in the same situation with their bosses. Probably whatever was going on, we need more of that. Right, right. And one of Greenwald's other points is that, uh, and this is his real jihad, is that, uh, a lot of the biz, a lot of this stuff is being used to uh, give more power and influence to the surveillance state, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and stuff like that. And the fact that it's coming from the left is just crazy if you followed the history of this sort of stuff in the uh, 20th century. But uh, he makes the point: it was a three-hour riot. It was ugly, but it was really a fairly minor incident in our nation's history. And if they'd broken through and lynched Mike Pence, the vote still would obviously that would have been a horror. But uh, the vote still would have gone through. Biden still would have been president. It just would not have been a great consequence. So anyway, that's enough said there. But uh, Marco Rubio just gave a speech. I just became aware of this, um, and you might uh, I don't know you might enjoy this on one level or another. Go ahead, Michael. But I don't care how many candlelight vigils and musical performances you have from the cast of Hamilton. You're not going to convince at least more, most normal and sane people that our government last year was almost overthrown by a guy wearing a Viking hat and Speedos. Okay? And I don't care, you know, how many of these speeches the president gives in which he shouts out this hyperbole and, and, and all this melodrama. You're not going to convince people. That having a state pass a law that says, for example, that you have to produce an identification is the same as segregation. Nevertheless, despite the fact that that's what most people in this country are worried about is inflation and all these other things, that's not what we're working on here. That's not what we'll spend this week on. That's not what the priority of this administration has been. That's not what the president is giving speeches about. They don't care. You may care about inflation back home. They care about the fact their crisis is that there's some laws in this country, for example, some states in this country that do not automatically force everyone to register to vote. They just automatically register everyone. That's the crisis. Yeah, that's an excellent point by uh, little Marco Rubio, who appears to have developed a lisp. Um, I-, I want to get to little Marco Rubio. That was dismissive. He's a he's a fine man, fine gent. Um I want to get to the Mitch McConnell statement about uh, Joe Biden's incredibly awful, awful speech of the other day, in which he said, if you're in favor of states running elections like they're supposed to, you're Jefferson Davis or Bull Connor. You're one of the great racists of our history. If you want voting laws more liberal than Delaware's, where he's from, you're George Wallace, the segregationist governor of Alabama? What? It was insane. So we'll get to that. But uh, we got this from alert listener Brett. <clears throat> he says, we've all heard the saying, repeat something long enough, it will eventually become truth. If you listen to the mainstream media, the White House, Democrats, and Congress, insurrection is used every time to describe January 6th, while the right uses the word riot, if they use anything. I believe the 14th Amendment will come into play as we get closer to the 2024 elections. The left is planning ahead that Trump will run again. If they can hang the term insurrection around his neck, well, let me share with you the 14th Amendment, Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative of Congress or elector 
or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state, who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. And only if Congress votes by two-thirds to remove that lie, that disability, shall somebody who's engaged in insurrection be permitted to run for any office or hold any office. As Brett writes, now you know why that word is used over and over again. Be prepared to hear it in uh, four, three more years. Interesting. I think he's got an excellent point. Yeah, it very well could be. It appears that, according to Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, it is up to Congress? If it's up to Congress to remove that disability... It's got to be up to Congress to decide whether the disability exists, don't you think? I wonder if the court has ruled on this. It had to do with, you know, so Jefferson Davis, speaking of Jeff Davis, couldn't become the governor of Virginia mm-hmm. or, or, or a senator or what have you. Um, that's why it exists. Interesting. I don't, I don't think we have time for Mitch McConnell's scathing review of Joe Biden's speech, but we'll try to get to that. Uh, Budweiser is doing a Willy Wonka thing where they're going to have golden beer cans buried amongst their other beer cans. There's going to be a million-dollar prize. I thought that was kind of interesting. I do love me a Bud. Mm. That's kind of fun, though. You take the childhood fun of a chocolate bar and turn it into drinking. Heavy drinking. uh, Combine it with alcohol. Combine it with alcohol, looking for a golden. I think this beer can's golden. This is golden. Looks golden to me. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, I heard that Domino's said this year it's expecting unprecedented food cost increases. Meanwhile, Papa John's was like, as long as ketchup prices stay low, we're fine. (laughs) Oh, come on. He's not watching. Is that a shot at their their weirdly sweet sauce? See, I like Papa John's. You call it a child's pizza? It's a child's pizza. Oy, it's as terrible. long as ketchup prices stay low, that's pretty funny. You won't eat Papa John's. I used to when I had children because it's a child's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, no more. That is pretty darn funny. I like that. Um, a family I know, children, apparently are staying home today with uh, cold-like symptoms. Hmm. Um, the current state of our pandemic is undoable for society to function. If everybody is going to follow the rules, you ain't going to have nobody at work and nobody at school, teachers or pupils, just ain't going to be nobody doing nothing. Right. If we're going to follow the rules. Empty stores, no restaurants. And it just ain't going to work. No cops, no hospital workers. Exactly. Um, we got and, and, and people are adjusting the rules on the fly. I, I mentioned that uh, both the schools my kids go to both sent letters out today where they're adjusting the rules because we got to all b- bump up against reality. If we follow the old rules, there ain't going to be nobody at work. <laughs> I mean, well, just and, an, and there's some blue, 
There are some blue, blue parts of the country that are calling for like 10 day lockdown still. If you sniffle or you Can't walk past it. somebody on the street, it's, it's hilariously insane. But I hear you driving at something crazy. You're trying to say that individuals weighing, weighing risk and benefit do a better job of figuring out appropriate, uh, uh, you know, uh, behaviors more than bureaucrats who meet once a month? Or is that what you're trying to claim, you maniac? Well, and the bureaucrats are onto it somewhat. That's why the CDC changed the guideline from 10 days to five days. And, and Fauci said out loud that, uh, you know, for society to function. But I think we're going to have to go to, unless you're sick. I mean, like you're too sick to come to work. You got to come to work. I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then the nonsensical angle of it is you were probably most contagious before you had the symptoms when you were walking around at work anyway, so you've done the damage, and we need you here to get your work done because we got to keep the doors open. I, I don't know. I don't actually know the answer, but it, it's the old rules are undoable with Omicron. I know so many. I know multiples more people with COVID now than everybody added together over the last two years. Right, and keeping in mind, if you do show up for work, there's a 999 or 9,999 out of 1,000 chance that you are going to give your sniffles to somebody else who will have the sniffles, and that's it. That's the the height of the significance of it. Yeah. My uh, buddy of mine in Salt Lake City, he uh, just texted me. He's got it. He finally tested positive, but it took him forever to get the test and the results, and he'd been out and about doing his life until he got the results. So, I mean, what what do you accomplish at that point? You know, I don't think I've had it. I, I don't know for sure. If I just felt sniffly for a little bit, I'm not sure I would bother chasing all over America to get a test because I don't have children. So I don't have to worry about people going to school or anything like that. Uh, now, of course, I would follow every single rule and guideline that our beloved corporate partners have uh, asked us to adhere to. Um, but... Unless I start to feel like bad, bad, isn't just, it? I don't know. Curiosity. I wonder if I have it. That would be the only motivation for me to really get a test at this point. And it's not very easy to get a test, so you don't want to well, jump right. through those yeah, hoops exactly. unless you need yeah. to. Um, do uh, isn't the latest thinking that for Omicron it doesn't show up the first day or two mm-hmm. on a test? Yeah. So so try it. So, so. I don't know. I don't even know what we're trying to accomplish with testing then at this point. I don't either. Honestly, I don't. As as we were discussing earlier, and then I swear we'll move along. It's a tiny minority of, minority of people who get tested at all, and a large number of those are at home tests that they never report to any governmental agency. So the idea that we somehow have a grasp on the number of cases is hilarious. I mean, it's beyond dumb. We have no data, and we're collecting it poorly. Moving along. Yeah, so I want to do this story just because it's in front of me, I guess, so I don't forget about it. Uh, Who did Glenn Kessler, the fact checker for the Washington Post, give four Pinocchios to the other day, and we were all excited? Sonia Sotomayor. Oh, yeah, a Supreme Court justice for her wildly unrealistic, inaccurate stats about 100,000 kids in the hospital in serious condition, many of them on respirators. So we have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, no, in, t- in serious no. condition. No, they're not. And, uh, That's not even close to right. No, and they're not. Why'd you turn it off, Michael? Glenn, Glenn Kessler's back with another article today in the Washington Post about Joe Biden's claim of an, of a, an arrest, which has been an ongoing thing uh. for his entire career. So the other day, when Joe Biden gave his speech that so many people hated, 
where he called us all, uh, you know, the same as um, uh, the worst racists in U.S. history. I'll quote from Joe Biden. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds. He's there in Georgia at, uh, at famous civil rights um, uh, locations. But I walked other grounds because I'm so damn old. I was there as well. You think I'm kidding, man? You think I'm kidding, man? It seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. It was just a throwaway line, says Glenn Kessler in the Washington Post, made to laughter in an important presidential speech. But here's the president saying he once had been arrested during a section that recalled some of the heroes of the civil rights movement. He even suggested he had been arrested more than once as he recalled it was the first time he had been arrested. It's certainly not it's not the first time he said he's been arrested. Previously, he said he was arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela in South Africa and for trying to enter an all-female dorm at Ohio University. He's also suggested he was arrested for wandering onto the Senate floor as a starstruck kid, but most times he's indicated he was just given a warning. Uh, there's no evidence we can find at the Washington Post that Biden has ever been arrested. Biden's comment in Atlanta appears to refer to a story he's told on at least five occasions, each time attributing it to his late mother. He says she reminded him of this incident during a family discussion in 2008 about whether he should accept Barack Obama's offer to be Obama's running mate. Biden's mother, Catherine Biden, who died in 2010, uh, Biden told... (laughs) Conveniently. Hashtag Clinton body count. Oh, man. Uh, Biden told this story many years later. A true story, as he put it. My mom, God love her, she sat there the whole time, and my mom, after my dad passed away, we convinced her to move in with us, and she was reluctant to do it. And anyway, she was sitting there, and I turned to her and said, boy, that's a typical rambling old man sort of way to tell a story. (laughs) I was wearing onions on my belt, which was the style at the time. Lots of extraneous details that don't have anything to do with your point. Nice job, Grandpa Simpson. Anyway, uh, honey, you haven't said anything, and, uh, and she said to me, Joey... It's a true story. She said, let me get this straight. Remember when you were 14 years old and the real estate guys sold the house to a black couple in the area and a neighboring development called Grayland Crest? Yeah, Mom. Remember when I told you not to go down there, honey, because everybody is protesting and you got arrested standing with the family on the porch? And I said, yeah, Mom. True story. And they go through the other four times he's told that story in the Washington Post with all the quotes. The stories are all roughly the same, but there are subtle changes. In four cases, the protests, they they go through the facts and how the stories have changed a little bit. Anyway, uh, the Washington Post ends with, none of this happened. (laughs) This just isn't true. (laughs) So, it's kind of interesting that the Washington Post is pointing out that the President of the United States has claimed dozens of times throughout his life that he's been arrested whenever it's convenient for the gathering he's at. And it doesn't appear he's ever been arrested once in his life. Sure. Well, he's he's giving himself the medal for valor for whatever cause he's in front of. But what? Which is really a pathetic thing to do. Who, who does that? That's Joe just Biden. a weird thing to. And once Brian you get, Williams. But once you get caught, don't you stop? Once you get caught, once you get caught the first time, and you have to admit you weren't arrested, but I was detained. That's the Nelson Mandela thing. I wasn't allowed to leave the room. Okay, well, that's not the same as being arrested. 
Um, but th- don't you stop? And he did it again a couple of days ago. Or, or is the problem? May, uh, the problem might be he's so old, and he lived in a world where you could say that you could show up at the Rotary Club meeting and and tell that story, and nobody had an iPhone to record it, and yeah. and n- nobody it never got out. And you could do that your whole career. And he just hasn't been able to adjust as an old man to the fact that everybody hears everything and facts checks everything. And, and he's the saying, type of a guy who can't resist embellishing a story. You combine all those things, yeah. That's what's happening. Not kidding, man. The first time I was arrested, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. That's a it, weird thing to do. Well, and again, it's fairly pathetic. You're standing there uh, in front of a bunch of, like, uh, quote-unquote civil rights, because a lot of the so-called civil rights stuff right now is not civil rights. It's a power grab. But uh, you're standing in front of a bunch of woke, civil rights-minded youth, and you imply to them, now, I was arrested several times standing up for civil rights, when it never even happened once. Right. That's a heck of once, a thing to do. Once while walking down the street, the cops said, you can't come this way. you got to go around by the, the grocery store. And that's it. That's his big story. You have a clip of him saying that? They think I'm kidding, man. (laughs) Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway. Yeah, some... some, Civil rights hero, Joe Biden. Some pundits, the way he said that, feel like he got most of the way through that sentence and his brain did kick into, oh, don't say that, Joe. Not again. Because he, anyway, he cut that off and moved on to something else. It was like Angelo DiCarlo. He was the conductor on the Amtrak. He said to me in 91, the Joey day after baby. my mom was elected governor <laughs> of France, Joey, baby, you've been to the moon and back four times. And I said, do you hear that? To Nelson Mandela, who was riding with me on the Amtrak. And he said, mother bleeper, I can't believe it. Ha, ha, ha. And we turned to pork corn pop and said, you shut up or we'll wrap a chain around your neck. So anyway, Martin Luther King Jr comes back with the drinks and we sit down it's no joke <laughs> no joke no malarkey come on ay, ay, ay. it's just weird man i two years in a day <laughs> two years so in a day you believe that okay no way i don't think that's gonna happen did you hear the faa shut down air travel in the western united states the other day did not how come i'll tell you how come oh wow it is pretty interesting you you sucked me in there you That's really grabbed me by the lapels. Absolutely. Plus, uh, Joe Biden and company trying to get this guy through as a federal judge. He can't stop getting arrested. That seems to be, you know, a bit of an issue nominating judge wise. So he is getting arrested. Well, he knows a lot about the criminal justice system. I'll give you that. <laughs> Stay tuned for that and more. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Democratic Senators John Ossoff and Mark Kelly introduced legislation banning stock trading by members of Congress. It would require lawmakers, their spouses, and their children to put stocks into a blind trust while the member is in office. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has come under scrutiny, defended the freedom to trade. Because this is a free market and people... We have a free market economy that should be able to participate in that. Yeah, her old man has made hundreds of millions of dollars. Congress is about to pass subsidies for butter churns to uh, support the Amish or whatever. He buys uh, butter churn stock. I mean, it's they made they've made uh, maybe a billion dollars. So Kevin McCarthy, Republican, proposed it. AOC jumped on board and said, "I'm with you." 
And then you're telling me the richest woman in government, Nancy Pelosi, is against it? Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked by this. Well, she's in favor of the free market, don't you know? The free market crusader Nancy Pelosi. Just so funny. <laughs> oh Libertarian my God. Nancy Pelosi. You can't write this stuff, folks. <laughs> no. So uh, That's always been a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's an enormous problem. Until I get elected Congress, then it's not a problem at all. I can't wait. What? You don't believe in the free market? I'm just going to have my uh, my phone on, connected to my broker, on speaker. I'm going to hire a smart broker. I'm going to say, so, turns out we're going to outlaw gas lawnmowers. And he's like, sell, sell, sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on, easy as pie, folks. Any idiot could do it. <laughs> I found this interesting. Uh, the FAA, a couple of days ago, issued a highly peculiar ground stop order to aircraft operating across the western United States and Hawaii. Um, there was a remarkably murky official statement from the agency, and they literally told planes, stop taxing. Just just, just where you are is good Oof. for a while. Oof. And I, I hadn't heard about this. What would they tell the passengers when you're taxing out there and you just stop at one of those, like you make a left turn headed toward the runway and you just stop? Weird. And there has been uh, some chattering back and forth among people who pay attention to this sort of stuff, whether it was some sort of blatant mistake, a hack, a misunderstanding. Uh, uh, but they're thinking it has to do with that North Korean test of the hypersonic maneuvering reentry vehicle, a MARV, that occurred just before 2.30 in the afternoon on the 10th, which I've, was Monday, I think. I've been meaning to ask about this. So um, I heard somebody bring it up the other day on TV because I, I knew that North Korea has tested a couple of missiles this week near Japan, but then I heard somebody reference a hypersonic missile. I thought, what? North Korea has a hypersonic missile? So you're telling me they do? Are, are the best experts believing that North Korea has a hypersonic missile at this point? Uh, my reaction was like yours. Oh, yeah, sure they do. But then um, I heard a broadcast report I was driving. I didn't write down the source or anything like that that said, yeah, it appeared to go about five times the speed of sound. Holy crap. That's a game changer right there. I mean, if it's a game changer that China has a hypersonic missile, how about freaking crazy North Korea? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the FAA uh, released a statement, as a matter of precaution, the FAA temporarily paused departures at some airports along the West Coast on Monday night. Full operations resumed in less than 15 minutes. The FAA regularly takes precautionary measures. We're reviewing the process around this ground stop, as we do after all such events. Thank you for no information. But this website, which deals I wanna with get, matters military. I yes? want to get that job for some corporation Oh yeah, in my retirement, yeah. writing statements that don't say anything. Oh, yeah. I have actually told Judy, if this ever blows up um, and I decide I want to work for a few more years, corporate spokeshole. Oh, please. I, uh, it would be so easy. I could fall out of bed, rub my eyes and say, oh, here at Jones Corp, we are seriously investigating all of the allegations that have been brought uh, before us. And we will, in as timely a manner as possible, uh, be bringing you the results of our inquiry. Thank you for asking. Please. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, so this website's become aware of the uh, messaging air traffic control uh, uh, personnel, um, and they go into some of the details. But, yeah, it looks like um, 
the FAA, NORAD, notified the FAA, FAA to have the L.A. Air Traffic Control Center clear the airspace around the northern stretch of Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is about 170 miles northwest of L.A. We assume this was meant to ready the area for the potential launch of ground-based mid-course defense interceptors capable of knocking down ICBMs. There are all sorts of acronyms and stuff. As usual with the military, I'll just read the easy stuff to understand. Well, the vast, vast majority of these GMDs are based in Alaska. A handful are based at Vandenberg for limited operational contingencies and test duties. You know, my reaction to this is, wow, that's kind of interesting. But two, if you have ever read the entire 9-11 report, <clears throat> which both Jack and I have. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, it really is interesting. It's as dry as a bone and as long as the the, the, the winter in Vermont. Um, but one of the points it makes is when it became clear what was going on, and it was time to scramble the jets, somebody said, you got to scramble the jets. And the general said, uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and they asked the colonels, and the colonel said, I think we call the pilots. And the pilot said, what jets? I mean, my jet, the, my usual jet? It's not ready. It's in the shop. Uh, Okay, we'll call you back. And they had no... It took so long to get our fighters in the air. You know, the 9-11 hijackers could have done, you know, a pass of the Grand Canyon just to see the sights before they committed their acts of horror and murder. So I'm just glad to hear we got wind. There's a missile in the air, and bingo, bango, bongo, our procedures were ready to go. I think, I hope that's the case. Yeah, I'm trying to nail down how sure anybody is that... uh... This was a hypersonic missile. Um, uh, Anthony Blinken, the uh, Secretary of State, said it's a profoundly destabilizing move if it was a hypersonic missile. I would say it is. God, I feel like all these arguing uh, arguments over uh, wokeness and voting rights and on the edges and all this sort of stuff is going to seem like September 10th stuff when one of these countries actually attacks us with one of these missiles. Well, and China is equipping nearly 100 ports around the world with these uh, missile launch systems that look like civilian cargo containers, as we discussed yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. And we don't have the ability to stop these hypersonic missiles. Nope. That's scary. Armstrong and Getty.